The Tale Teller. Let me tell you a story. A storytelling podcast narrated by Glenda Villamar. Episode 10 The Prince Who Wanted to Stay by Priscilla B. Fetima. It's the hour of the day when the house usually smells like chicken casserole and freshly baked garlic bread from the driveway. But today, the strong fragrance of dandelion air spray and lavender-scented cleaning products that welcome Evelyn's husband home means he must take care of dinner again. Evelyn says he's a promising cook. He doesn't believe it, though. But he won't disturb Evelyn, who's sitting on the grassy green hill behind their house, completely absorbed by the horizon as the strokes of her brush dance like waves on her painting canvas. The crimson sky is a stunning sight in and of itself, and Evelyn, submerged by the nightingale song, stares at the lake, stretching as far as the eyes can see. She enjoys trying to tell the clouds apart from the water mirroring the sky. He watches her through their kitchen window and finds himself lost in the view of her body, draped in a dress the color of grass, perfectly fitted to her delicate curves. Her usually beige skin is a shade of purple in the sunset, and her long auburn hair strands dance with grace in the wind. He imagines smelling the scent of her perfume as he wraps her in his arms. Evelyn is a brilliant painter, he thinks to himself, and she shines so brightly in her element. Seeing her happy for the first time in three years helps him focus on something other than their loss. Evelyn has forgotten about their miscarriage, and he wishes he could do the same. It's not hard for him to see how obsessed she is with painting the landscape as faces, children's faces. He hates to admit this, but it took some getting used to before he mastered the art of casually bumping into the bone of his bones, who would then ask him, Do I know you? He longs for her to be his lover, for them to share a bedroom together, and for her big green eyes to sparkle when she calls him by his real name again. Only then would her voice be full of tenderness, and their marriage would no longer be lifeless. He'd fill in the gaps in her memory with those missing pieces so dear to his heart. The truth is, she's the same woman, full of life, gentle, confident, and interesting. Everything he loves about her. After all, there's nothing like going on multiple first dates with the woman you love. What took you so long, was Evelyn's reaction, after he had proposed a second time. The first time was ten years ago. He was surprised she agreed to marry him again eight months ago, though some naysayers had said he was too young to put his life on hold, waiting for her condition to get better. But after many what-ifs, he promised his wife he would always let her choose where they went on dates, because she would pick her favorite places and would help her recover some of her memories. The doctor said it could get better, or worse. In the best-case scenario, Evelyn would remember their early days as a married couple, and the things she used to love doing before the amnesia took it all away. The food smells amazing! Evelyn's voice cuts his reflections adrift. She locks the door twice and drops her canvas bag and her straw hat on the lounge table before joining him in the kitchen. Thanks, honey. I made your favorite. How was the view? 
Making small talk with his wife is another one of his favorite activities. Breathtaking, Evelyn exclaims. I did an incredible piece today. Do you want to see it? No kisses, no pet name, no running her fingers through his thick, black, kinky hair. Maybe later, he responds. All right, then. I have a surprise for you. A surprise? He almost scoffs because of how many times her selective amnesia has surprised him. What is it? He watches her smirk turn into a smile that spreads from ear to ear. I bought two tickets for tomorrow's concert. Tomorrow's concert? He's shocked. I thought you didn't like their music, he reminds her. No, that's not true, she says. In fact, I feel like I've loved Shaggy Angel's music for a long time. Their sound is really special. Special? If anything, it's being with her that feels special. This is great, Ev. I'll leave work early and pick you up before the concert. And I'll make love to her, he thought, after saying that. If she remembers their favorite Jamaican gospel band, perhaps she will remember more. Evelyn is the only one for him, and he will always make sure she's happy. It's too bad they won't have any children, because she'd forget them, and that would be too painful. They sit together at the kitchen table, and thank God for the food. He smiles like never before, as he utters some carefully chosen words of gratitude. Evelyn once opened up to her husband about her crush on Zack the Prince, which was a persona she had created of him around the time when she was about to graduate from college. She had seen him many times in the campus's music store, and she only mustered the courage to speak to him when she'd heard him play a song by Shaggy Angels, her favorite Jamaican gospel band, which became their favorite band as a couple. Today is a cloudy, windy Friday afternoon, and the Shaggy Angels are coming to town. It's the third time the Tricenarian couple will see them perform live on stage. Evelyn is at her art gallery, and he is at the office. He smiles at the thought of going out on a date to do something they both considered intimate, like that time they went birdwatching for the first time after skipping their classes. Evelyn and him talked about adventure and ate ice cream while walking the duck marsh. They watched a cuckoo chick hatch in another bird's nest. Then they screamed as it evicted his adoptive siblings from the nest before they could hatch and get a life of their own. They were both sad because they couldn't save those eggs from the cruelty of nature itself. Why is nature so harsh on innocent unborn angels? He thought. Three years have passed since their miscarriage, and for the first time, he finds himself crying for their son. The sky turns gray, and giant cypress trees bend under the force of the wind. A random branch ends its course on his fifth-floor windowpane, a startling cue to leave the office. He appears in front of Evelyn's desk an hour later, with excitement blooming on his face. "'What can I do for you, sir?' she asks. The tone of Evelyn's question rattles him, but he plays along, hoping it's some kind of foreplay. "'Well, I'm here to take you on our rendezvous,' he says, then bites his lower lip playfully. Evelyn smiles, revealing her perfectly arranged and sparkly white teeth, which causes his head to swirl in ecstasy. But then she addresses him with the same tone she uses with her clients, though prettified this time, and says, I know we don't have any rendezvous, but I have two tickets for the Shaggy Angels concert in an hour. I would have taken my colleague, but she's feeling under the weather. 
So, would you like to go with me? Yes, I'd like to, he responds. Great, I just need to close the gallery and grab my umbrella. Here, he helps her wear her coat. I have a larger umbrella we can both use. He shows her the umbrella. She smiles. They amble together, arms interlaced, with him holding the umbrella above their heads as they both exit the art gallery. They strap themselves inside his car, and he turns on the windshield wipers. Then he looks at Evelyn expectantly. I'm sorry. My name is Evelyn, she says, running a nervous finger through her voluptuous hair. And what is your name? I'm Zach, he responds, an inch of surrender, or is it defeat, covering his voice. Nice to meet you, Zach. Nice to meet you too, Evelyn. It's been five days since Evelyn thought she finally made a move on Zach the Prince, who mysteriously showed up at her art gallery. Her husband, mortified by the news, only knows this because he has read her diary. They've been sharing a bed since the night of the concert. This is worse than anything he was prepared to face. He wonders if she knows that their connection is much deeper than that of two college sweethearts who just crossed paths for the first time in years. He is nothing like a real prince. Real princes live to be remembered, if not praised, for conquering kingdoms or their damsels' hearts. A real prince wouldn't have hit rock bottom the way he has. He knows that. But, as the prince who wanted to stay by Evelyn's side, he has had to give up his own identity. Although, he isn't a real prince now. One day, she'll know that his love was real. Priscille B. Fetima is a freelance writer, fiction writer, editor, podcaster, and digital marketer who lives in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. She enjoys talking about books, films, TV, food, and dogs. You can connect with Priscille on Twitter, on medium.com, and on her LinkedIn website. Also be sure to listen to Priscille's podcast, The PPS Club, Priscille's Pens and Scribbles, Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with a new tale to tell.